Hey, I'm Mike. Hey, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of Killers of the Flower Moon. I watched the second half of Killers of the Flower Moon. And this is Is the the other other half. Oh, it's so happy this movie. Yeah, it's such a blast. Yeah, it's such a fun movie. It's a movie. Not about a bunch of massacre of a, a bunch of people that gets underreported. Yeah. yeah, 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 and yeah, it's you know, boy, what a oh, what a sad film this was. <laughs> but you know what? Mm, pretty good. Fucking amazing. Pretty good. Pretty, so. People, so you, listen, people listen to the last episode. Yeah, you watch, saw Maestro. And saw you're Maestro like, do you and I was like, like Oscar movies? Do I like Oscar movies? I watched this. I'm like, nah, movies are good, dude. Movies and you watched the second half of it, second too. half. Yeah. And I was literally in it within the first like 10 minutes. No shit. I was like, all right, I want to see where this goes. Let's that's see. That's good to know. That's good to know. Because that's a filmmaker, baby. It's that's funny. a fucking filmmaker. That's fucking Scorsese right there. He yeah. goes out, he produces bullshit like Maestro, <laughs> and then he directs shit like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever, I'll pay you to make your fucking movie. Yeah. Have fun. It won't make any money, but Netflix will pay us, so whatever rock so goddamn hard like oh in- yeah. incredible film already yeah we should probably start doing this from now on just like you know from the beginning watch this movie it's yeah. really good it is a, it yeah, is if a you want to stop the podcast go listen to go watch this one yeah stop the podcast take a couple days go watch the movie come back and listen <laughs> to days, us yeah it is a doozy but it really and i, I Obviously, only saw the first half. It really does fly by, though. Like the pacing I know, in this movie. Same. I Absolutely. watched like basically a whole movie. Yeah, it didn't feel like a whole movie. Didn't. It really doesn't. It no. really like I, by the time I was done with my. Well, the other thing too is like I get engrossed. It's much harder to watch a movie like this first half because it's like you get engrossed and then I get nervous that I'm gonna like overwatch. Yeah, so you keep having to stop. Yeah, I kept having to like get like I would like get in the trance of the film and then have to like pull myself. That's out. a good place to be in though. It is instead of actually pausing, be like, when can I be released? When is it done? Yeah, yeah exactly. That that was not the case here. Fucking amazing. Go watch it. Really, really good film. All right. Let's All right, talk about end of the this podcast. Movie. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. End of the podcast. We're done. Good we're night. Done. Just go watch it. It's good. No, no. Uh, movie. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this movie. Um, so do you have any knowledge about this event prior to this movie? No, I didn't. Me but then, well, okay. I, I did know prior to watching the movie, but just from the press about what this movie is okay. about, basically. Right. Um, I think it's very similar to um, the Tulsa Massacre. They, 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 a lot of comparisons of that in the movie itself. In the movie itself, they compare it. And I think they're also trying to go through the same sort of thing where it's like, most people probably didn't hear about this horrific thing that happened in, you know, American history. Yeah. uh, That happened to like a minority group. Yeah. Similar to Tulsa. Um, Let's shine some light on it and see kind of like what's going on with it. Yeah. Um, And this was based on a book that was done by a journalist, I believe, was published in 2005 or something like pretty like somewhat kind recently of, I, I apparently yeah like scorsese read the book and was like i have to adapt this into a movie like he immediately was like i need to make this into something wow. and like he read the book and then he spent basically from that time up until when he started production like talking with like osage communities to make sure that like they were behind this movie 100 percent because obviously he does want to like make it incorrectly or like fal- falsely represent you know the people that this was you know um you know about yeah, you know the people who suffered greatly from who this? suffered yeah. yeah so it's like that's really cool that he actually like made an effort to like you know to i know there was like a lot of talk of like oh why do we have a white guy talking talking about this movie about you know like native people but it's like they were part of the production they were part of the, like yeah. they you know they hire actual native people to like play the natives there is also something to be said about someone with the powerhouse prestige of, of scorsese. Mark scorsese coming yeah. in it's like 
people are more likely to watch it, you know? That is true. Unfortunately. But, but he also does a really good job with the material yeah. as well. Like, honestly, it's, you know, because everyone's like, oh, man, it's fucking Scorsese. All he does is, like, gangster movies. And it's like, this is him doing a gangster movie, but not making the gangsters look, like, fun or, like, you know, enjoyable. Like, they are fucking unrepentant monsters the entire yeah, film. Yeah, it's true. And they all, they, it is feel like a, a mob movie, but the mob movie is very much about, like, the family aspect of the mob. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And how that can be toxic. Uh, yeah. I feel like some, I mean, I've not seen, honestly, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a Scorsese mob movie now I think about it. You never saw the Casino, mm-hmm. never saw, Wolf of Wall Street's kind of a mob movie. I guess I saw exactly. Wolf of Wall Street. It's not really a mob movie at all. Yeah. But it's in the same, like, it's, it's always the same, in the same vein, like, but I feel talk. like I have yeah. not seen a good, good fellas. I didn't see any of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've only seen Hugo, you know, like all the fun, all the fun movies. <laughs> if you see who Hugo and then you see the Killers of Flower Bean, you can see the comparison. That's kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you, George Mill. Yeah. Mob boss. No. Like, yeah, absolutely. Fucking stab that moon right in the eye. Let me tell you. <laughs> that is the flower moon right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking killed it. Yeah, killed that shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I from the from the beginning, fucking amazing. A lot of work and, and effort was put into this. Apparently, also like they were gonna make a movie about a private investigator who came to investigate the crimes and that was originally going to be like the story so that's what the book is about yes so the book uh from what i was reading i was reading some of the the changes and it seems like the book was more of a whodunit type of situation Mm. um but they changed that and focused more on two people they focused on molly and Ernest. yes um and that was that was a pretty late stage decision the entire time they were going to just focus on the the i believe even um like uh, what's his name? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be playing that private the investigator. FBI guy, the guy who's not even your half of the movie. No, no, he isn't. He doesn't appear. There was a private half. investigator in my half of the movie, and I was like, oh, is this the guy that the movie's supposed to be about? And then he fucking like dies. Oh shit! Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like originally that was the movie he's going to be about, and then the pandemic. Well, no, ha- it's sorry, it's not a private investigator. Let me get it straight. It's sorry. the birth of the FBI is what the oh. original thing was about because it's like one of the first cases the FBI came about. Oh wow, I didn't did. know that. Yeah. Um. So right. So that was originally what the premise was going to be and then the pandemic happened and then there was a lot of talk between scorsese and dicaprio and they were like you know what like that's a story we could tell but like i think the really interesting part of this is like the story between molly and ernest and so it is a very interesting story it really is and but like that sort of like late stage decision making to essentially taking the story and like pulling it inside out i don't know man like that's such a brave thing to do and like I think they're kind of right. Like, I do think like that's a really like obviously that other story like has a place and it probably could have been very interesting. But like it's already get, written in a book. You can go read it. You know? getting, yeah. And getting this sort of like perspective of like why Ernest did what he did and like where like how Molly feels about all this. Like mm-hmm. what a shame this movie would have been if Molly would have been a much smaller character in it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. Lily Gladstone, that's her name, right? I believe. I the, believe so. She's fucking. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh. oh my. Give her the award already. Just, like just, just, she's been sweeping. She deserves. She it. sweeps. She's sweeping it up. She I got was, that Swiffer. She's running around sweeping them all up. I, I'll, I'll admit, I was a little skeptical. Like I was like, I don't think she's gonna be that. I mean, I think she's gonna be good. I don't know how good she's gonna be. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, dude. She is insane in this movie. She's so good. She's so quiet. But like, mm-hmm. goddamn, she's fucking powerful. Like, there's something, yeah, dude, something it, so good. And honestly, she's great. Pretty much everyone in this movie is really good too. They're uh, all bangers. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 De Niro. Robert De Niro. De Niro in this movie is like 
weirdly unrecognizable. Like, he just put on, like, those little glasses in that hair, and I'm like, yeah, he's probably, like... I don't know. He's still... He's still... He, for me, still, he, read, yeah. he read as him for a while, but he does disappear into the role He's eventually. so good it, in this, I think he's too. the hardest one to disappear into the role. Yeah, that's true. Because he's fucking Robert De Niro. He's Robert Look De Niro. At him. I, yeah. He only can disappear if he's in uh, Bloody Mama. That's the only way I can't recognize him, and he's, <laughs> like... And he's super young. But he's so good in this playing, like... He's essentially just playing like the worst kind of like white savior dude. Cause like the whole movie, he's trying to act like he's on the side of the Osage. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, it feel it kind of reminds me a bit of like, like, uh, get out a bit where it's like, you yeah. know, you have all these white people who try to act like they're allies, but really they're, you know, and he's outright like he's evil. truly fucking awful. Uh, DiCaprio is pretty good in it too, but like, I really do feel like he's punching above his, you know, he's, everyone else is just absolutely killing it. And DiCaprio's there just sort of playing like, I'm, I'm earnest. I don't know. I feel like he does a really great job on this too, to be oh, honest. Yeah, I think yeah. he's kind of an underrated uh, part because he kind of does this thing where he's, he's clearly like not dumb. Right. But he, he is manipulated. But he's very, he's very easy to pull along and string along, I think. Yeah. But he also plays where it's just like, he is dumb, but also not at the same time. Yeah. 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 But easily manipulated. And he plays that, part very well very convincingly like, like oh yeah i know people like that who are like i'll hear one thing from one person and i'll be totally down and be like yeah i'll do that yeah and then someone else can come around and be like well you know that's gonna do this and you don't want that to happen right you're right like, well i don't so i guess i won't do that it, it does kind of remind me a bit of um well you saw okay but you did see um speaking of scorsese movies you saw the irishman that's true that you're right that's the only mob movie i've seen before, and yes. and this is a little bit similar to that where it's like following a guy who like just like you know he, he ends up you know destroying his life essentially and like throwing away people that he actually like cares about and loves mm-hmm. in all in the service of people who don't really care that much about him and only want to manipulate him yeah similar to like how the irishman was about like you know that the irishman the guy that like ends up fucking killing his best friend because <gasps> spoilers they tell him what yeah. to do um so yeah i don't know i but i think this is a, i think this is a better movie uh really yeah. you think it's better than irishman i think it's better than irishman i think i think just like uh, irishman was really good the i feel like the last hour of the irishman was like when it actually like started singing this movie all the way through really okay fucking good to know. incredible fucking know. incredible yeah starting with the opening all right let's all right opening movie opens it's a ceremony uh, in uh, and it's it's the bunch of like the Osage people and it's uh, a big ceremony. They're bearing a a, a pipe person. Um, they're mourning the idea that future their future children will not know their ways or their language. They'll be taught the ways of white men Oof. and they'll be taught you know the language of white men and they will forget what it's like to be you know part of their their tribe. And um and they 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 go out and they bury this pipe and. Then, as they're burying it, all of a sudden, oil. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's a Beverly Hillbilly shit right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's like it's so like this moment. It's like so meditative and quiet, and it's like it feels so like holy and like like sad. And then oil strikes, and then the fucking music in this movie is so goddamn good. The the humor like the that humor. shit yeah. is funny yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> that is a funny way to do something like that like yeah clearly doesn't and in a weird way you'd be like oh that'll undercut like the solemnness of it but no. somehow it works it 100 works yeah because like because then it's like you're like in the movie you understand where this movie's going now because mm-hmm. it's like you know it happens but it's also shot in this interesting way where it's like 
it, it feels like a curse almost. It almost feels yes. like this is going to be your salvation because – uh, what this is uh, this is uh, they say like the Osage have become the richest people per capita on earth you know we sl- we see the Osage wearing fancy clothes driving cars they go to college they essentially interwhite society with wealth you know Damn. so they're able to now like fight back against the oppression uh-huh. but it is a curse as we soon can see because mm-hmm. because once white people see that there's people of color who have money, money. they're going to manipulate oh, them this and is even more closer to Tulsa than I thought. A hundred percent. I didn't really understand the whole wealth thing as much. So, like I didn't realize that, that they're so wealthy, but I did realize I'm like, damn, these people all got servants. What's going on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They have chauffeurs. Uh-huh. Yeah. They like, yeah, they, they have become rich, but the thing is, is, and this is, this is the annoying thing is like white people see this and go like, well, they didn't earn that money. So I need mm-hmm. to take it away from them. And oh, it's tell white people that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so then we meet Ernest. He arrives home from the war, and he's looking. Uh, uh, he's he's uh, when he arrives, he sees all these people working in oil fields, uh, and he goes to his uncle's house, King, King. played by Robert Hall. De Niro. Oh, I call him King. All right, we'll, we'll do some stuff. <laughs> Hale, I think is his name. Actually. Hale, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and he he's driven by uh, Hail to the King, baby. Hail, Hail to the King, baby. He's driven by a man named Henry, and uh, uh, you do not see him in your house. Okay, good. I was like, oh my god, I missed Henry. No, he's he's driven by Henry, uh, a native uh, like uh, an Osage, and they're like, he's like, hey, whose land is this? And he's like, it's my land. Hmm. And he drives him through the the, the oil field. And then he arrives at King's place and King's place is not an oil field. He's not an oil. King says, he's like, he says, you know, the oil is going to dry up one of these days. You know, I'm not an oil. I'm in cattle. I'm a cattle man. Mm, and it's okay. this idea too. And I, this movie. So I like to watch my half of the movie twice once just so I can like get the vibe in the second half. So I can the right. second time so I can like write down the notes. And it's like he, this guy sees the world is cattle. Like he sees the Osage's cattle. Like he's, mm. you know, like he sees them as a means to get money, not necessarily as like, you know, a way of like, he doesn't see them as like friends or as yeah. human beings. He sees them as a means of like getting money out of them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, in fact, he says right out the bat, he says, they were sick people. They were kindly people, big hearted people, but they're sickly. And as, as you know, there's also a wasting uh, disease that's, that's, that's going around. Uh, native people wasting away. Oh, I don't really get that because Molly oh, really? has diabetes. She does have diabetes. Um, but there's there's wasting illnesses is, is is has been an issue with oh, with, okay. with some Got of the people it. here. What that is is more likely than not they're being poisoned. Mm. They're they're being given like bad like whiskey or moonshine, or and they're wasting okay. away by being like like poisoned over oh, time. Yeah. Um, and and you're right, Molly has diabetes and is being given insulin shots. But like, can you trust what's in the shots? Like, yeah, that's fair. You know, it's like who, who's administering the shots? Mm-hmm. Who's giving them to you? You know, mm-hmm. it's very scary. Uh, yes. Anyway, uh, so then Ernest mentions that he saw more people die of the flu in war uh, than than die of like actual like war yeah, causes. That was around the time of the Spanish flu, which did kill a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, sick people. Um, and then he also says that his gut burst, and so he can't do manual labor. So, mm. uh, so convenient. Com- no, right. So he comes to his uncle, and his uncle's like, "Well, since you can't do anything else, we're gonna have you drive. We're gonna we're gonna be, have you be a driver." Okay. Um, that, that'll that'll be what you do. Uh, Ernest also mentions that uh, what else? Oh, his uncle asks him. He's like, "Hey, do you like uh, do you like do you like women?" And he's like, "Of course, I like women." And he's like, "Do you like red women?" And uh, Ernest is like, "Red, white, blue, I love them all. <laughs> I'm a true American." Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "He's like, doesn't matter to me. I'm greedy." And he says, "I like them soft. I like soft women." Okay. 
yeah. so uncomfortable. But I yeah. guess that's how men talk back then, sure. Yeah. And then we meet Byron, who's Ernest's brother. He's like a redhead. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and he's like, here's your brother. <laughs> yeah. We also learn that King is a reserve sheriff of Fairfax. So he's also the law. So if anything happens mm. around here, the needs. He's the reserve sheriff. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's got he's got sway. He's got a lot of sway around here. And I love I love De Niro's performance here because he seems so fucking like chill about everything. Oh like, yeah. It's cool all as a cucumber. Everything's gonna work as usual. Out. Yeah, exactly. He's like and also the way he talks, it's like, oh you like you like you like women? You like red women? What do you what, what do you think? What do you think about them? And it's like he's already starting to like plant the seeds of what he wants, mm-hmm. uh, which I will I will go into eventually. King gives Ernest a book about the Osage, says that they have he says they have ownership over the land and the oil. And he says, they're the finest, most beautiful people on God's earth. Just after calling them sickly people, hmm. sick people. Um, and he's, 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 but he's mentioning the idea that like, this is owned by them. Like they own this stuff. And they're, he's like, they're very smart. They're very smart to, to, to get the ownership of that. Uh, and then after all this, he, after he says that the Osage are like beautiful and fine people, we see five Osage people die, 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 die. All die. of them. The poisoning. We see them like bleeding out in a river. Um, we see them just dead basically. Ugh. And, um, none of the deaths are investigated the, the, we have a, we have a narration, which I believe is, uh, uh, Lily Gladstone's doing the narration saying mm-hmm. like who these people are, what their names are, what age they died at. And that they were, there was no investigation as to how they died. And, but we see that there is an epidemic of like violent deaths amongst like the Osage people Got in it. the area, including a woman who is just straight up murdered by a white man. Mm. Uh, we actually see this. Every every other thing we see, like the aftermath, here we see her like take a, a baby out to her baby carriage, put the baby in the baby carriage, turn around, a man just shoots her in the stomach. She falls down dead, and then he takes the gun, puts it in her hand, and then over narration, Lily Gladstone says, this was judged as suicide. So everything else was not investigated. Jeez. This was seen as suicide. Okay. And then the white guy takes the baby back into the house um, where, where, mm. where he came from. Which is where starting was, to. Who's that white guy relation to that lady? Probably a husband. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Which is already starting to like set up the idea as to what the rest of this movie is going to be about. Yeah. Molly, we meet Molly, and she's asking for more money for medicine because you know she she just had like a big like surgery for her diabetes and stuff. Mm. She's trying to lay off the you know the, the sugar and stuff. Yeah, putting those croissants away. I get it. Yep. Yeah. And the guy responsible for the money mentions how her mom is spending a lot of money. Um, her mom is like seemingly starting to like go, you know, mm-hmm. like she's she's like not all there. Uh, the guy who also is basically in charge of their money um, also later on is revealed is uh, the head of the uh, local KKK. Ooh. Um, Yike. Yeah. Yike a Rooney. Uncle Scrooge. Uh, so Molly has a sick mom and three sisters. Uh, she like leaves where she's like, it's it's a it's not really a bank. That's the thing. It's like it's not really a bank. It's it's it's, it's more like. It's it's a it's another way of like the white people to like like hold and hold on to the money that's not even theirs. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, we'll we'll give you the money that's yours, but like we are gonna hold on to it. So, so cool. it's like a weird loan yeah, process is what they kind of have going basically. On. And it's like only certain people who are like registered can like get the money from them, basically, even though it's their money. You know, yeah. it's really fucked up. Uh, and so outside, we see all these white men trying to steal, trying to scam, trying to beg. From the Osage, trying to get money from them, basically, uh-huh. and some and some of them are are are, are scammed. Uh, some of them just give the money away to these white people because it's like, well, you know, we got plenty of it. Why I not? mean, at least they asked. You know, yeah, it's that's better true. than fucking killing people, I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, Molly's picked up by Ernest, who is her driver. Um, we also meet another guy named Kelsey, 
He's uh, he was in the Irishman. He's got like a really like strong jaw. I don't know if he comes. Oh yes, the yes, yes. I've seen him. Uh, he's married an Osage woman, and he like leans over to Ernest and says, "Full blooded." He says this with pride. Um, uh, he also served in the war with Ernest. Apparently, that's how they know each other. And it's this thing of like, this is these women are something, or these Osage people are something to covet, something to yeah, own. Yeah, it's like, they're like a commodity, or it's like, yeah. ooh, I, I own this. Look what I married They're in into. my family. They're rich. Yes, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, King... Literal trophy wife. Literal, literally a trophy wife, uh, except for the other way around. Um, King uh, talks to Ernest about maybe making a pass at Molly. Uh, he says, that's a full-blooded estate right there. Uh, how do you mean? Well, we mix these families together. And that estate money flows the right direction, it'll come to us. That's a full blood estate. And she gets that money of the mother Lizzie. Now that's good business there. And legal. Not against the law. That's smart investment. And so he's talking about this in a, again, a very sort of like, it's totally legal to do this, Ernest. If you make a pass at her and you marry her, and you know, the money ends up flowing our direction. That's just good. That's just good stuff. That's just a good thing yeah, to you do. Just get the money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's speaking in very sort of matter of fact, like clear cut way. But again, it's like there is a maliciousness there. Like, yeah. Well, how is Obviously, the money going to flow towards marry you? Someone just for money. Though, yeah. Right? Exactly. Um. So Molly and Ernest are chatting. She speaks Osage, so he can't understand what she says. But then he starts to read a book, and there's that line from the trailer where he's like reading the book, and it says, "Can you find the wolves in this picture?" Um, I've never seen that. I never seen trailer for this movie. Okay, well, in the so he's reading the book, and in there's like one like page where there's like all these wolves hiding in the tall grass, and it says, "Can you see the wolves in this picture?" And then the camera like fucking just like pans up, and you see uh, his brother um, uh. Byron there, and Byron, Ernest, and a guy named Blackie. Uh, oh yeah, Blackie. Go uh, put on like masks and just go rob a bunch of Osage people and take their jewels and stuff. Um, and they, they, they're like, come on, that's like that. my dad gave me those. And he's like, ah, you didn't work for it anyway, they say. And they take the, the jewels away from them, go gambling, put all the jewels down on a on a oh bet and lose it so all. So just like so obvious that it's like where these jewels came from. You yeah, know? Like, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No, no one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's looking into it. Uh, they, so they lose it all. Uh, we also learn about Wakanda, which is God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you keep hearing them say Wakanda, that's why. I don't really think they heard about them too much. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Molly buys Ernest. God's dead by a second half. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's clearly. Uh, Molly buys Ernest a cowboy hat. She's very sweet on him. Uh, they spend the evening together. Um, Ernest says that he's uh, he's his own man and he does his own work, even though he's only here because of his uncle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ernest starts like putting the moves on. So her. how did she get? How did he? Um get involved her originally he just happened to be her driver like yes. they hired now how did he get that job as being a driver uh he couldn't do anything else and so his uncle's like i'll give you a car you can drive and then he just happened to drive only for molly or he's, he's just kind of like he starts to make it well at first yeah at first he just molly comes out of the building uh where she got the money for the medication okay. and stuff um there was a bunch of ruckus and Ernest went straight to her and was like, hey, I've got a car. I will drive you wherever you need to go. Got it. Okay. And then from then on, he's her trusted driver, basically. Got it. Okay. Uh, so they're in the house late at night. Her mom's asleep. Um, they're talking. He's starting to put the moves on her. And he's like, what color is your skin? She says, it's my color. It's like, ooh, that's a good line. It's a good line. It's a great line. It's also like, what kind of question what is that? What kind of question is that? <laughs> Are you blind, dude? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so she starts to speak Osage. And he, has, he understands her now. She's called him a coyote. 
Ooh. Um, oh, can you spot the coyote? Can you spot the coyote in this picture? It starts raining outside, so they sit in silence listening to the rain. It's like a really great moment where it's like he can't really sit still, and he keeps trying to like fill up the silence. And she's like, no, like just listen to the rain, yeah. listen to nature. She's a very quiet, silent person. But uh, a woman of few words, but really all those words are like so powerful. So good. Yeah. yeah. It's good shit. So Ernest goes to church with Molly because she goes to church and he wants to impress her. He doesn't usually go to church, uh, but like I said, wants to impress her. After church, uh, all – so I, but this is a thing that used to happen where like it's like a Catholic church they go to. So they go to church and then after church, everyone outside the church just like hangs out for the rest of the like afternoon. That's- yeah, that's that's church. Yeah, you're so like that, hanging out with your friends. Yeah, uh, but it's like a whole town type deal. So oh, they're wow. all out playing games and stuff. And small town. The, the ladies are like, or uh, you know, Molly and all of her sisters are uh, like chatting about like boys that they like. Uh-huh. Um, and we learn about a man named Bill. You know, Bill. Bill, maybe he's a white guy. He's married to Rita by, by ah. your half of the movie. Yes, yes, he's Bill. in my half. So my half, he's married to one of Molly, one of Minnie. Oh, uh, Molly's one of Molly's other sisters. You never meet Mil- Minnie. Ooh. Minnie's already looking pretty worse for wear. Uh-huh. She's got the wasting illness, basically. Okay. And there doesn't seem to be any way to, to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Minnie and Molly and Rita and Anna, those are the sisters, are all sort of talking to each other, chatting about like how much they like boys and how... Um, you know, Molly's like, I really like Ernest, but I don't know if he really likes me or if he just likes my money. And I think Anna's the one that's like, he's got money. He's, he's, his uncle's very rich. He clearly just loves you. True, yeah. You know, I don't think he's interested in your money. He doesn't need money, but where's his uncle get money? I don't know. Money is, is, is just cattle, right? From cattle. cattle. Yeah, sure. From cattle. Sure. Exactly. So then Molly and Ernest are making out in the car and he's like, I'm, I want to marry you. And she seems very happy about that. But, and this is a really, again, this is this is the good Scorsese shit. It's like, he wants to marry her. She wants to marry him. We should immediately cut to the wedding, right? Yeah. No. We cut to Ernest asking for permission from his uncle whether he should marry Molly. Oh. Because, because King's the one that runs everything. Yeah. He needs to be the, the deciding factor, you know? So he goes to her, or uh, Ernest goes to King, and King's like, can you stand her kind? And Ernest is like, they're beautiful people, but can yeah. you stand there kind? Exactly. Yeah. And Ernest is like, well, she's, she's like, he's like, I love her. She's a real lady, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, all right, well, they get married to her. And then they get married. But it's like, that scene has to happen because it's clear that Ernest puts a lot of stock in King's decision-making. Also, this is a business decision. You have to consult yeah. your uncle as to whether or not this true. decision is going to be made. Didn't ask her father. No. Well, his fa- her father's dead. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's hard to ask. We learn this at this moment during the wedding because at the ceremony, we learn one, King was a good friend of Molly's dead dad. Hmm. He, he says, I always called him by his proper name. He wanted to be called Jimmy, but I called him by his real name. And so it's it's another thing of like an, an Osage ally, name, I assume, huh? His, yeah, it's Osage, Osage name. name. Yeah. But it's like it's an ally who's like not actually like uh-huh. there to actually look out for yeah. anybody. And then the second thing we see is Minnie is absolutely wasting away. She's got like bags in her eyes. She's she's like looking in the middle distance. And King comes up and is like, Minnie, do you need any help? Do you need anything? Uh-huh. And she's like, No, I I'll do the best I can. And at first I was like. I didn't know what Bill's relation to everything was. I thought Bill and King might have been on good terms. But now I realize King's trying to make sure that Minnie doesn't die too soon. Because what's going on here, uh-huh. the plot of the movie. <laughs> Mike's finally going to tell me the plot. Yay! Thank you. It's Thank finally you. happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what's going on. All right? We got two groups of white people uh-huh. <laughs> that are after the money of Molly's family. Uh-huh. So you've got King and Ernest and... The other brother, Byron, 
who's trying to marry up all of Molly's sisters, basically. Uh-huh. And then you've got this guy, Bill, uh-huh. who's also trying to marry up all of Molly's sisters because the both of them know. He seems to be doing it himself. He's doing it himself. Okay. Right, exactly. And so the thing is, is really the conflict, other than the obvious conflict between, like, you know, the Osage Nation and white people, is... The other conflict is between these two groups of white people it literally trying is, to get money from this family. I mean, it literally family. is like a commodity, right? Because there's two competing businesses really trying to extract all the resources from quote-unquote comedy. Exactly. The economy. Exactly. So it, it even is grosser. Two mob families fighting over drugs, you know, basically. 100%. 100%. And they even refer to, man, there's even like a thing later on where they don't, they stop referring to them as even like people. They, 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 they start referring to them as blankets. Because oh, they wear blankets all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it's this thing of like, yeah, the old man and his blanket. Like, he, they're not even referring to them as human anymore. Yeah. You know? And so it's like even more disgusting. Like, they've completely separated them from like as being like recognized as human beings, basically. Mm-hmm. They are a commodity. They're cattle, essentially, to these to these white people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the beginnings of this sort of like conflict is beginning. So then in this scene, Minnie, like I said, is like perishing. She's going away. She's like clearly dying, even at her, you know, sister's wedding. And... King like gets down on his knees in front of Minnie and says, I just want to apologize for what we have brought, he says. And then he starts to pray in like Osage. He starts like making a big show of, of all this in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Camera like, you know, like flies out. We see all this big, beautiful like celebration of the love between Molly and Ernest. Hard cut. Minnie's dead. Minnie's yeah. dead in, in, a, in a bed. And Molly and all of her sisters are sitting around Minnie. So that's one sister gone one sister gone one, one family member gone. gone yeah exactly so is it just it's just molly and her sisters at this point and it's all, all the other oh, mom okay so it. now it's so it's molly anna rita and their mom okay got it okay so at the funeral king um brings anna the other sister some alcohol and mm-hmm. later on it's revealed that anna has a problem with drinking mm-hmm. again i think it's this thing of like king is trying to slowly subtly instigate the perishing of the family mm-hmm. by bringing her alcohol. Um, also, Minnie's husband, Bill, asks it, Ernest, because Ernest is in the house because he knows Molly. He's basically married to Molly. Like, yeah. he should be there to, like, for her. But uh, Bill's like, get out of my house. You're not, you shouldn't be allowed in here. Because, again, he's trying to, like, he's trying to usurp this family. He's mm-hmm. trying to own this, 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 this money, essentially. Um, so, Ernest goes outside uh, and talks to um, King. And King's like, Bill, he didn't take good care of her. You should you should be taking better care of of Molly when you when you marry her. But it's like a subtle Wait, Bill. Uh, Bill, what's his name? Ernest. No, Bill. Bill's the one. Oh, Bill's telling Ernest. King is telling Ernest that okay. Bill did not take good care of Minnie. Okay, but you should take better. But care you should of be Molly. taking care of better, got better it. care of okay, Molly. Got basically. it. So I'll make sure. Yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, we learned that Molly has a baby now mm-hmm. and diabetes. Oh, um, well, yay we, for one, boo for the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, boo for babies. <laughs> um, and uh, what else? Yeah, she joins in Joe Jonas now, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, also, he says Sister Anna carries a gun in her purse. So Sister Anna has a drinking, a bit of a drinking problem and also kind of has like, I want to say like, I think the movie tries to portray her as like maybe she has a bit of an anger issue, but like, I don't think she has an anger issue. I think she's just not being fucking listened to. Um, and uh, what are the other things? Oh, he also says, he says, Ernest now. Pay attention. They're going to... Bill's taking money away from us. Mm-hmm. He, like, straight up just says, like, he's taking money away from us. We need to get the money back. Yeah. You know? Um, if Once once that mom goes, that money's going to end up going more to Bill than it's going to go to us. Uh, Molly's house 
Oh my god, this scene was fucking hard to watch. So after all this scene, after the scene happens, uh, the 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 funeral, we see Molly's house. Now earlier we saw it and it was beautiful. You know, it was really warm. It was really comfortable because mm-hmm. it was Molly and her family, her sisters, her mom, all living in this little house. Now. Yeah. It's just fucking full of white people. It's uh-huh. like all of their kids and the family and the uncles and the aunts and like the grandparents full of this fucking house. And it's like all fucking running around and fucking making messes and yelling over each other. And there's like the fucking dying grandma like uh-huh. in the corner, like fucking perishing. And everyone just can't wait for her to die. So then they get her fucking money. And it's like fucking disgusting just Damn. to see like how they've taken over this house it's truly disgusting the house is so empty by the time i get to it that's that's interesting <laughs> uh grandma sees a sign of death approaching it's an owl and uh oh, an owl huh it's an owl uh, she can uh, she's like i want to see anna i want to see anna uh the mom says to molly and and she's like you're you guys are all marrying all these white men you know like what are you doing like you know we like wh- why can't you be marrying like you know, like her own kind. Like, what's going on here? You know, and then she's like, I want to talk to Anna. And and so Molly's like, all right, Anna's coming. Anna's coming. And then we cut to these old people in the house. And they're looking at the kids. And the, these two old people are like, these are, these, are, these kids are, are half. Uh, there's like two kids. There's like a little boy and a little girl. And the little girl's like slightly darker than the little boy. And it's like, these kids are half savage. And then it's like, well, that, yeah. that little girl, he's, he's really dark. You know, that little boy is really light, but that, that little girl is really, really dark. And then someone, it, go, someone wants to make video games in their house. And someone wants to go outside and dig, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on. Come on. But yeah, it's just like they're just being so and like they're sitting across the table from them. It's like just just absolutely looking down their noses at, oh, yeah. at, at these at these poor kids. Um, it's awful. Uh, then Anna arrives home. She's a little drunk. Um, she gets into a fight with her husband who's accusing her of sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron is her husband, by the way. He's married to Byron. Got it. Um, and so Byron, after getting in a fight with his, his, his wife, Anna starts flirting with someone in front of her. And so she fucking pulls a gun, uh, on her husband. And then Ernest like wrestles it away, takes Byron, pushes him out the back of the, the house through the back. And, um, Anna's, uh, like, um, uh, Molly, uh, grabs Anna to like pull her away as well. So they're just going to sort of separate for a bit. Mm-hmm. We then cut to a guy named Charlie White, Whitehorn. I do not recognize him from earlier, but he's just fucking straight up murdered out in front of his oil rig. Okay. Um, sure. in cold blood. Uh, uh-huh. and then we cut back to, uh, Anna's husband, Byron. Uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, you know, uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie got murdered out in front of his rig the other day. It's pretty crazy. Um, anyway, I think I'm going to take Anna home. He says to, 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 to <laughs> not suspicious at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I think I'm going to take her home. And then Ernest is like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to take her home with me right now. Mm. And it's like, you just, you can feel like the tensity, like the tenseness of the scene of like, you can tell Byron's going to fucking murder uh-huh. Anna. So Anna's upstairs with his, with it, with her mom. They're lying in bed together. And her mom's like, I love you so much, Anna. Please, please never leave me. Like, you know, like, I love you so, so much. And then Anna's like, it's all right, mom. I'll always be there for you. And then and they were like, Anna, let's leave. Let's get out of here. And she's like, all right, I'll be right down. So she leaves, um, you know, mm-hmm. and this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the car and she's like, let's go drinking more. And Byron's like, no, I think you've had enough. I think we need to go home. And she's like, oh, you're so boring. And they get in the car and they drive off. And the very next day, she's found dead and disfigured. Ooh. She's been fucking horribly murdered. And disfigured? And disfigured. Interesting. And so now we have two different members of the Osage Nation. You got a Charlie and you've got Anna, both murdered in cold blood. 
Yeah, so, and when you also have uh, the earlier person who got wasted away, like the other sister, right? Who? Uh, yeah, but, but wasting illness is just seen as like an illness. That's not. I guess that's true. That's it's not, not seen as like being poisoned. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. These are just straight up obvious yeah. signs of murder, basically. Yeah. And so there's a there's a whole council that meet amongst uh, the the Osage, and they're like, we need to figure out who fucking murdered these people because this isn't cool. Like, this is two people right next to each other. This is fucked up. Yeah, we got to figure out under attack. This. Obviously, clearly, the, clearly something is befalling us. And so Molly's like, I'm going to be paying a private investigator to come and look into this myself. I'll be paying him myself, basically. Mm-hmm. And the council's like, and we're we should also send. Uh, oh yeah, there's this one member of the tribe. I think I think he's like the co-chief, and he's like, what what? Here's what hap- This is what happens when we take money from white men. It's like they come like buzzards and they're picking us clean. And they're like, they're, all these white men are a bunch of fucking bums and they act like they own the place. And it's like, this is, this is so fucked up. He's like, we never prayed for the great life. We just prayed for life. And this is what's happening to yeah. us, you know? And it's like, it's also wild because uh, they're clearly like assimilating to white culture anyway. Like they're, they're, you know, they, they have their, um, their way of dress and they obviously have their way of life, but they're still like, I'm gonna live in this fucking nice house, you know? Yeah. It's just like still not good enough. In fact, it makes them just jealous. It makes the makes white, people white people even jealous. more jealous. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, that's honestly like the greedy thing about King. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you don't already have enough money and power and influence? No, you need to like take these people down too. Or maybe he just hates Bill so much. Yeah. Bill sucks. Yeah. Bill's pretty bad. Bill's a pretty bad guy, but even Bill, it's like, that's, again, it's like, what the, like, you can't just let them, it's the same thing with like the Tulsa thing. It's like, you just can't have like let people have this let nice them, thing. Let people win. It's like no, I can't because they're not me and they they're not me and they, they don't look like it. me. They got, they, they luck got lucky and it's like everyone gets fucking lucky. Fuck yeah yeah. King didn't get lucky. Yeah, Ernest didn't get lucky by being fucking like born into King's family or exactly. anything. You know. So King says at, during this council, he's like, I'm gonna put money down and I will pay for any information about these murders. If anybody has any information about who killed these people, you come to me and I'll pay you for it. It's like, well, fucking, you know who did it. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah, obviously yeah, you're not gonna yeah, give any money. Safe face though. They also say that they're gonna send a man named Barney to Washington D.C. to go talk to the Indian Affairs Commission in Washington D.C. Yeah. and they will bring the police and investigators to come and investigate what's going on here. And Barney does go to Washington, D.C., and the minute he arrives, he gets fucking murdered in really? an alleyway. Yeah. Wow. Well, Immediately murdered. Barney's a native guy? Uh, no, he's actually like a white guy that's married to a native person. But like clearly he's like he's, he's one of the good ones. Yeah, I was gonna say, clearly yeah. he he was not aligned with crime. So. No, exactly. So uh Bill, Minnie's widow, is now married to Rita. Yeah. And there's this stare down between Bill and Ernest. And at first, when I first saw the movie, I'm like Oh, what's like Ernest must see how weird it is that he's like marrying sisters. That's so odd. But now I realize it's like, no, they see this family as, like you said, a commodity. Yeah. And it's like, if you keep marrying these, 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 these women, you're going to end up like taking all the money that we're going to be getting out of them, basically. Yeah. We can't, we cannot allow that. Ernest speaks with the Undertaker because they're, they're burying Anna now. Mm-hmm. About to bury Anna. Uh, and Ernest is like, hey, I know he's talking to the Undertaker personally, privately. He's like, hey, I know that you like to steal the, the jewels that the body's usually buried with. Don't do that with Anna, please. Because, you know, she's like, she's my sister-in-law. You know, she's part of the family mm-hmm. now. I don't want you to be stealing her her jewelry. And the, the Undertaker's like, I do it. I do it when no one's looking. <laughs> and he's like, I get that. But, like, I don't I don't want you to do that because, you know, again, it means a lot to the yeah. family. Yeah, Ernest is an interesting character because it's like he clearly seems to care more than everyone else in terms of their commodity. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's like, oh, he actually like does actually like Molly, but also very loyal to his family still. Well, mm-hmm. well, so mm-hmm. you know he's saying all this stuff about the jewelry, and I also was like, wow, he's really cares uh-huh. about Anna. Uh-huh. 
And then later on, the reason he asked them to bury him with the jewelry uh-huh. is because then later on, he just breaks into the grave and takes the jewelry from ah. the body. <laughs> so I didn't have that context. So for me, I was like sitting through the whole movie like, what is his real allegiance? Does he really care about Anna? Or I think he... he truly does care about Molly. I think there is a or bit of him that does Molly, care yes. about Molly a bit. But like, I think he cares more about... And he yeah. cares about Molly and doesn't give a fuck about her family. No. You know? No. And I think it's the thing. I mean, it's the same thing as like, you know, we talked like last last week about like Maestro, this idea of like a person who's clearly in love with someone who cheats. And yeah. it's like, I think it's the same thing with like Ernest. It's like he loves Molly, but he doesn't love her enough to like, you know, care about her in a real way. You yeah. Know? It's like it's, it's a similar thing of like maybe he like loves her insofar as like he wants to like own her or possess her, you know, or loves her, but not enough to actually really see her as a person as someone who actually is a full person who has wants and desires. Mm-hmm. And more seriously, like I love her. I love hanging out with her, but I really love her money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, so anyway, so that happens. And then also he confronts the undertaker saying that he's charging them Osage prices. The the uh, the undertaker's like. He's like, Molly asked for a, for a, uh, for, for an open casket. And then he's like, open casket. She doesn't have a face. Why would she want an open casket? But it's like, clearly he's like nickel and diming him, the the undertaker. And the undertaker's like, look, it ain't your money. And you're getting, it's like, I, I'm an undertaker. I work for my money. What's the last time you ever saw one of them working? You know, so it's this thing of like they didn't earn the money. They didn't earn the money that they have. You know, so jealousy, baby. It is it's all about jealousy. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Uh, Minnie is uh, leaving money to the family, so it's like there, there was like a reading of the will uh-huh. um, about like how Minnie's like distributing some of her wealth amongst her sisters and her mom. But the guy reading the will is like, you know, this is this is a lot of money. Um, maybe you could use some of it to like throw a little party for the town. And it's like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, yeah. why would I ever do that? People you are know? fucking dying in this town. I hate this place now. Fuck this place. Nobody cares about us. Nobody likes us. So, yeah. Um, then we meet Bill Burns. He's a private investigator. He arrives and he's like, he's like, he's talking to Molly and he's talking uh-huh. to Ernest. And he's like, so this guy, Bill, he was married to Molly's, one of Molly's sisters. And then that sister died. Now he's married to another sister. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, that seems really fishy that seems pretty suspicious wow what a great detective uh well it is fishy but it's also like nobody else is really pointing out how fucking weird this is that all these white guys are going out going around marrying these like native people and then the native people fucking die leaving all of their like estate to these white people you know um this this like bill burns like the first person to actually like point out how fucking fishy all this shit is also it's revealed and this is one of the more important aspects of the movie bill um minnie's widow is going around asking about who killed Anna. Hmm. Now, who killed Anna? Him. No. Oh, Byron. Byron killed Byron Anna. Byron killed Anna. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to prove that Byron and the uh, King family killed Anna because if he can prove that, then money will go to him. Right. And so and so, M- Molly's like, I want to figure out who killed Anna. She's uh-huh. my sister. It's important to me. But Ernest is like, we can't allow him to figure out who killed Anna because then it'll come down on us and we'll lose out on all the money. Uh-huh. Doesn't tell this to Molly, but tells this to... I was going to say, how's she, how's, tells how, this to King. How's he spill that to Molly? Molly's completely in the dark about all this. Okay. Um, also, it's revealed Anna was pregnant. Eey. Yeah, Anna was pregnant when she died. Yikes. Um, and then there's this weird bit where Ernest is talking because he's learning all this from the private investigator then immediately goes to King and tells him about this and goes to like... Uh, goes to King. Ernest tells King about how Anna was pregnant, and King's like, "Was it Byron's?" He's like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Was it mine?" 
What? Yeah. 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 So. Well. uh, (laughs) uh, Blackie and Ernest chat Mm. about killing Bill and Rita. They're Mm. like, yo, we got to get rid of them, Mm -hmm. you know? And he, well, at first, Ernest just sort of flown the idea. Like, it'd be really great if you could, like, you know, go in there, kill them both. <laughs> Get out. Great. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. And that would work out really well for me. And then Balaki's like, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's a good idea. And then Ernest is like, all right, how about this? Steal my car, and then I'll collect the insurance money. Blackie's like, all right, I'll do that. Okay. Interesting. So, er, so Blackie does that. Blackie steals the car, and Ernest collects the insurance money. And that's that. And then Blackie gets caught by the cops oh. and is thrown in jail. Well, um, and I'll get into that in a little bit later. Molly and Ernest lie in bed. She doesn't. She's like, Ernest, I don't know if you love me anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, uh-huh. I feel like you're not there for me anymore. I can't tell. Can't read what's going on. And Ernest distant. is like, Of course I love you. Of course I love of you, Molly. Of course I do. Of course I do. Why, why would it be any different? I love you and your. I love your money. I mean your uh, your face. All everything. Your skin. Your skin is great. Your belly. What color is it? <laughs> Insulin has been developed, and they're going to be giving it to Molly. But it is expensive. Very, very expensive. Some things never change. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Blackie's caught in Ernest's car. Er- King is pissed because the whole idea was that Blackie was going to fucking kill Bill and Rita. Mm-hmm. And now he can't do it because he's in prison. Yeah. So now uh, King takes Ernest to the Masonic Temple. I guess he's the owner. He's like a member of the Masonic like lodge, basically. Okay. And he fucking paddles Ernest in the ass really fucking hard. All right. Because he's like, this is he's like, it's so funny because at first I'm like, oh, he's going to be pissed because Ernest like suggested this idea of like bill and rita and is like no he's pissed that he suggested this stupid thing of like stealing the car and collecting the insurance money when like now blackie can't do the crime that he wants him to do yeah so he's super pissed about that he's like well now we need to find somebody else then we see bill burns the private investigator he's like going back to his his little his little uh hotel room because he's he's like investigating stuff and he goes in the hotel room and then these three men show up and just start beating the fuck out of them god and later on we reveal it's Byron and Ernest uh, are the ones that beat him up. Damn. Yeah. They did a lot. They're doing a lot. We get a newsreel of the all awful Tul- Tulsa massacre brought to you by Fox News. Um, oh, and been around a long time, huh? Yeah. So King and Ernest go to a guy. Was uh, there any comment on it? People are like, well, oh, they just crazy. watch. Okay. And King's sort of watching. He's like watching on the big screen. Just like, yeah, probably like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got money too, huh? Yeah. yeah all right. Smart. Um, King and Ernest go to a moonshine dealer looking for someone to kill Bill and Rita. Um, okay. And they're like, look, it can't be poison like usual. We can't poison them. It needs to be something where they both die at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, so like maybe like explosives. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, there's this guy named AC Kirby. You should uh-huh. get AC Kirby. Okay. Does Casey Kirby come and play in your definitely movie? Comes in play. There we go. He's like, that's the guy you need to get to, to, to blow. Cause he's like, just, you know, just put a bunch of dynamite in the, the basement, blow them up. And that's all you need to do. You're going to be fine. Simple. Simple. Easy. Easy job. Molly is now very paranoid about the insulin. She's like, the insulin is not helping. It's not making me feel any better. She refuses to to get it administered into her. And Ernest starts freaking out. He gets angry. He's like tossing racist shit at her and get and like screaming at her and just uh-huh. going like, look, this is for the bet. Like, this is for the best for you. And she's like, it's not helping. It's not making me feel any better. And then, and then he's like, look. What like you need this? This is gonna help you. You need it. You need this. And then she's like, "Okay, you do it for me. You mm-hmm. inoculate me." And so he's like, "Okay." So he starts administering 
the insulin into uh-huh. her. And it's like, I'm under the suspicion. As opposed to who was doing it before? Doctors. Okay. So now he has to do it. And it's like, I'm under the suspicion that that means like the insulin is just full on poisoned and he must know this. Uh-huh. You know, he knows that that's what he's doing is he's trying to give her a reason to like waste away basically. Interesting. Um, And now he's straight up like, now he's actively, in my feeling, he's actively mm-hmm. now killing her by like injecting her with poison basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what next? Um, Henry is, Henry. Remember how earlier I was mentioning Henry is like the native guy who like owns a bunch of land yeah. um, and drove um, Ernest into town to meet King. Yeah. He's brought to the doctor and they're like, Hey, how are you feeling Henry? They're just like checking in on his like mm-hmm. health. And he's like, yeah, I feel sad. And they're <laughs> like, kind of bum, man. Everyone's dying. Yeah. And All my people are dying, dude. And they're like, Oh, well, we can't help you with that. But how are you feeling like health wise? He's like, Oh, I feel fine, I guess. And then they're like, you know, they're like, yeah, you seem fit as a fiddle. And then, and, um, and King's there. King's there at, during this doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. And King's like, yeah, he seems perfectly fine. And he's like, yeah, King, why are you bring him up here? And he's like, cause I'm going to kill him. Ha ha. And everyone just starts laughing at the idea that he's going to kill, you know, Henry, the King's going to kill Henry. Oh, okay. And it's like, obviously that's what the plan is. Uh-huh. And then the doctor like, you know, checks out Henry and he's like, oh, you seem perfectly fine. And then Henry's like, well, what about my melancholy? And he's like, eh, just fucking drink. Who cares? <laughs> he doesn't care. He nope. doesn't care. Nope. And then uh, the doctor brings King aside, and the doctor's like, he's like, this is going to be a hard one to legitimize. Yeah, because he's, he's fit as a fiddle. You can't die, dude. He's he's perfect. He's like very healthy. Yeah, There's dude. no way he's going to die. Oh, man. Um, and so after the meeting, after the, the appointment, King and Henry are talking to each other. And Henry, this part, so fucking sad. Henry's like, King, I'm going to hurt myself. Like, he's like, my wife is unfaithful to me and I don't want to be here anymore. I'm, I'm unhappy. I don't, I don't, I don't want to live. I'm an embarrassment. And he's like, either give me a bottle or give me a gun. Cause I, I'm going to do something and I don't, I don't know what to do. It's like, he's got like full on straight. He's like, depression. I'm going to encourage the bad part now. I'm not going to be a good person. King King doesn't encourage the bad part. He's like, no, he's like, no, you can't. Don't do anything bad. Don't do anything bad. And Henry's like. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And he goes and he finds the guy that was sleeping with his wife and beats the fuck out of him. Mm. And then he goes to the, 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 uh, like a, he's like, gets drunk and he, he tries to get more money from the, 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 the bank or whatever. And then King and Ernest show up and like drag him away from the thing and try to like calm him down. And they bring him back to the house. And at this point I'm like, yeah, you know, if, if King's whole idea is he wants to like, he wants him to die. Mm-hmm. Like, why not encourage this bad behavior, you know, yeah. instead of like stopping to do that. Yeah, and so Ernest okay. asks him, Ernest is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I'll take care of that man because he's my neighbor and he's my best friend. That's $25,000 laying there. I got an insurance policy on him. It's against what he owes me. So if he succeeds in demising himself before the end of the year, I forfeit. So he needs to stay alive at least a few more months. Huh. So that's why he can't allow him to kill himself just yet. He wants to make sure that he uh, lives just long enough so that he can recoup on his uh, investment. And he all this all this discussion is said with Ernest in a chair, King in a chair, and lying on the ground like dead drunk is is um is Henry. And it's this idea again of like he's just cattle. He's, he's just, just a pers- he's just the thing there. Just he's just the thing that that can get him with. money. Yeah. It's so it's just. It's just such good directing. So then King says, you know, Ernest, Henry and Molly, they're married. Mm-hmm. And oh. Ernest is like, what? 
And he's like, yeah, they were married when they were 15 years old. You know, the, the Osage, they don't divorce. You know, and I'm like, I don't know if I fucking trust this yeah, guy. I, I think don't he's know lying. Because uh-huh. and, and he's like, and Ernest is like, well, she didn't tell me. And he's like, well, you know, if she keeps her secrets, that means you can keep your secrets. And I think this is a way of King sort of convincing Ernest that like Ernest can do bad things and, and not, not tell, tell her Molly because about she it. has her own because secrets. she has her own secrets that he's concocted here. Most likely. So it's so sad because he's so gullible to all this shit. I know. Yeah. And then Ernest is like, you know, Henry, if Henry was married to Molly. Do you think he might have a claim to that money? Mm-hmm. Oh, so now he's giving him more motive to be like, you got to take, we gotta take, take care of Henry. Henry. Exactly. Yeah, get Henry out of here. So the mom is dead. R.I.B. Mom finally dies. Just of old age? Uh, did yeah. Some, did someone push it? Push no, the she, she dies of old age. She, okay. she, it's, not, it's not only really like peaceful and sad. She sees her ancestors calling her to the other side, and it's very sad. And it's very peaceful and painful. Uh, and then, um, during like the funeral, Molly's talking to King and Molly's like, look, I don't, I'm really nervous. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that care a lot about us. And there's this like growing group of people out there. And he's like, Oh, I want to say right now, I am not, I'm very opposed to the Ku Klux Klan. I wanted, <laughs> I want to know I'm opposed to them. They just want power, but they're not going to get it. And it's like, it's just, I don't know. He's man. literally just like the same person. He's exactly the different, same. Different wolf in different clothing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, King suggests that Molly, he's like, look, you guys have made a lot of really bad decisions with your money. So I suggest next time you want to spend it, come to me. I'm mm. King. You can always trust me. Next time you make any kind of decisions financially, consult me with, uh, with it first so I can give you my consultation. Yeah. And they trust him. Of course they trust him. And then he's like, by the way, you guys look, you guys seem different. And Ernest's like, yeah, well, you know, Molly's pregnant. We're going to have another baby. And King is visually very upset about this. Oh. And I can't, I, I couldn't figure out why. And I think why he's upset is because he doesn't think Molly can survive another pregnancy. Oh. Because she's already starting to like waste away with like uh-huh. these ins- insulin shots and all that stuff. I think he's nervous that Molly might die before Rita does. Oh. Uh, if she has another be baby. Really bad. Yeah. It'd be very bad. For money. For money. For money. Uh, what else? Uh, so. Ernest uh, asks a guy who works for the moonshine dude to become good friends with Henry and then kill him, but make it look like a suicide because Uh everyone knows Henry's got the melancholy. Uh So he's like, all I got to do is befriend him. And then, you know, you shoot him in the front of the head and then you leave the gun at his, at his body. Mm -hmm. You just walk off and everyone's, it's going to be fine. It'll be all good. You know, Uh, King will get the insurance money and then everything's going to go hunky dory. Yeah. Not a big deal. But this fucking guy doesn't know what the fuck to do. And he shoots him in the back of the head in a car, leaving blood all over the windshield. And then he just runs off with a gun in his pocket and gives it to Ernest. So Ernest has the murder weapon now. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah. And he goes and Ernest goes and talks to Molly. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, Henry's dead. And Molly's like, it's like so painful. It's like Molly's had to deal with so much fucking death at this point. Like the only person left alive in her family now is Rita, Mm -hmm. you know? And she's so fucking, it's like another blow. Another another person that she grew up with and loves is gone now that Henry's yeah. gone. And she's just like, did he do it to himself? And her's just like, I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. And he's like, do you know what happened to him? Like, do you know? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe he killed himself. You know, you know, he, somebody was cheating on his, you know, his wife was cheating on him. Maybe, uh, maybe it was that guy. Maybe it was uh, um, Roy Bunch. 
This dude that his name is Roy Bunch. Roy Bunch, Roy what a Bunch. name, boy. Roy Bunch of ladies he's hitting on. Yeah, that's right, hey, baby. Yeah, Roy Bunch. Roy Bunch. So he's like, yeah, maybe Roy Bunch. Maybe maybe Roy Bunch killed him or whatever. And Molly doesn't fucking believe any of this. Molly's starting to get way more suspicious mm-hmm. of of because mm-hmm. also like Ernest is so bad about this. Like he's like he's, he's a terrible liar. He's terrible at this. Um. So then King, it's so funny because all this is happening like in the kitchen, and then King shows up angry pissed and they're yelling at each other outside the house like can't believe that guy killed henry wrong they're screaming at each other it's like molly can absolutely hear you inside the right. house guys come fucking lower your voices calm down dude. so they get in the car and they're like freaking out like this is a big trouble like you know it, it needed to look like an it, lo- it needed to look like a suicide now it's like i don't know if i'm gonna get the money there's gonna be another investigation in on this uh-huh. you got the wrong guy to do this and they're driving around and then they see roy bunch the guy, Roy uh-huh. Bunch of Ladies. And they uh-huh. go up to Roy Bunch. Okay. And they're like, hey, Roy, just want to let you know, Henry, that guy that just beat you up, uh-huh. he's dead. And and Roy's like, yeah? And King's like, if I were you, I'd get out of here because I think the law's going to come for you. And Roy's like, if I leave, it's going to look like I'm fleeing, King. And he's like, I'm just saying, if you stick around, you might get arrested. And he's like, yeah. And if I leave, I'm going to get thrown in prison. So he's like, I'm going to ignore your advice. Hey, have a good day. And then King's like, all right, see yourself. And he drives off. Um, and that's the end of that scene. And then we see Molly and Ernest having another kid. And the ceremony is mostly white people. And uh-huh. now it's your half of the movie. Okay. So I saw the part with him telling the guy to move from, uh, uh, you know, get out of there for murder. And oh, okay. I see Ernest with the boy. Um, and then I see some dude goes outside and there's a dead dog. Don't know what's up with Don't that. Don't know what that's about. Don't know what that's about. <laughs> I've really got a lot of backstory here that was filled in, and I'm trying to put the pieces together. Excuse me if I do it poorly, but here we go. It's fine. You got this, buddy. <clears throat> Molly needs to get away from home. Why? Because fucking people are dying. She's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she can't make the trip. Um, so they go, in, and I guess Ernest goes and visits... Um, I call him weird guy. I think it's Bill. Weird guy. Is it oh, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Bill is a weird guy. Bill is a weird, fuck, weird fucking guy. Like he literally is like he's got a bad energy about like, him. Uh, Ernest, do you do you need a drink? And he's like, uh, yeah, I need a drink. And he's like, I don't have any. He's like, why'd you ask that then? And he's like, oh, you know, I wanted to see if you were the type of person who needed a drink. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, why are you so why are you so nervous, Ernest? And he's like, I'm nervous because I don't like talking to you. And I'm like, yeah, he's weird. I don't like talking to him either. Yeah. And he says, well, aren't you here to kill me? Or is it your big brother's job? And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, what is shit. this guy's dynamic? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then oh, he says, this is definitely Bill Molly, then. we got to leave this house. And then they leave. Um, and I'm like, I think he was doing something there. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, some guy named Jim gets a call from Myrtle <laughs> to say, to, like, hey, get anything special out of the house. And he's like, all right. What does Jim look like? Does he have a big old mustache? I I think he has a mustache. I think he's the guy that killed Henry. Oh, okay, maybe. Uh, He's like, get out of that. Get anything special out of the house. Um, King is off to Fort Worth. Um, He's like, go find Ernest. Go find uh, AC Kirby. Is that his name? AC Kirby? AC Kirby's the explosives guy. He's like, go find him and tell him to get the job done. Mm -hmm. This must have been very confusing for you. I was so confused. So many names. Yeah. And so fucking Ernest goes to this guy named John. And John is this, have you seen him? He kind of looks like, uh, he looks like Dan Day-Lewis, but sad. (laughs) Dan Day-Lewis? Does he have a mustache? Yeah. Okay, that's the guy that killed uh, Henry. Oh, okay. Okay, that's John. so funny. He's just like, he's like, 
uh, you got to do it, John. My wife's sick. And he's like, my wife's sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, I got to get back to work. It's the only job I have. He's like, I don't care. Do it. And he's like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Ernest is like, just do it, damn it. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll go find I'll go find AC. Yeah. So he goes and finds him. And uh, AC, he opens the door. And I'm, I'm thinking this guy's going to kill AC. I thought he was going to get the, he meant. Get you didn't the, know what's going on. Well, he said on. get the job done. So I'm like, he's yeah. going to fucking whack him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a mob movie. Yeah, that's right. He finds AC and AC just asks, do you have the soup with you? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but this that is the funnest part of the podcast. I'm so and happy. So, like, you got to understand. Folks. You watch an entire movie. Like there is. Yes, it is an entire movie. It's 90 something minutes. You missed that I much missed of that the much movie. movie too. Yeah. Ernest tells Molly, stay in the dang house tonight, okay? And she's like, all right. So they go to bed. Don't tell me twice. And they're sleeping soundly, and then boom! Whoa. The windows the windows are blown out of their own house. Whoa. And everyone runs outside, and everything's on fire, and it's all like one crazy shot. Um, and someone just says, it's just like Tulsa. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's one shot of chaos, and uh, the whole house is just, everyone's running around, panicking. It's all done in one shot, too. Uh, yes, that's it's, cool. It's really cool. And then he goes outside and it cuts. But still, I like it that they, they, it's one cool shot, but doesn't doesn't take away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure out whose house it was. It's Bill and Rita's house. Of course, it was exploded. Yeah, and I don't know who these people are. Right, and it's that guy from the from the bar. I, sure, yeah. And everyone's looking for uh, it's hard to recognize them because everyone's looking for the bodies. And there's Bill just yelling. They're going, "Just shoot me! <laughs> just shoot me!" Among the rubble of all the the fire and right. stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who that guy is, but it seems like he's going to die. Yeah. But then you find Rita and she's dead oh. and all the people around her are like picking her up and they, they're like, is she okay? And they pick her up and her brain back like just oh, falls out. God. Like it, you see like her brain fall out. And it's oh just like, God. Everyone, even like Ernest looks like, Ernest looks genuinely horrified. So yeah. I'm like, he must've probably knowing everything, yes. even though I have, I'm thinking what happens. He probably told AC Kirby like, the plans like where to plant the explosives or he was planting himself. But it's weird to be like, we need AC Kirby now. So I assume he goes in later and like plants the explosives while they're sleeping and blows it up. Yes, definitely. Probably like maybe he unlocks like something. Yeah. Like unlocks the basement or whatever. He's a door yeah. open or something like that. Um, So is Bill dead? Yeah, dude. He, well, I mean, he's basically dead. They just like kill me. He's under a bunch of rubble and stuff. Right. And right, right. Like, well, I don't damn know dude. Him. So um, he goes down like his, Ernest goes back home. His whole family is in the basement hiding because they're yeah. so scared. And he just looks at Molly and just shakes his head. She just screams out loud just oh. in so much pain. He doesn't even have to say anything. She knows She Who knows, knows what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, King's having a great time. He's having a rodeo. He's having a good old time. <laughs> and he comes back to actually inspect the rebel the next day. And someone, I don't know who, says to him, he's like, you're pronouncing yourself too much, Bill. It's too much dynamite. It's too much. Mm. You made it too big. Like, obviously, like, it blew up freaking Ernest's house, yeah. which is, like, a few houses down. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. blew this all the is, windows looks out. looks really suspicious. This is very suspicious. This yeah. isn't like, oh, my gas. I mean, I don't think gas was around back then. But even then, Shh. you know, it's like, you can't accident that. Yeah. This is clearly purposeful. So, even, like, they're finding bits of the maid, like, oh on the ground. God. Like, I think he steps on one of her hands or something. Jesus Christ. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, Molly's like, I gotta go to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I gotta get 300 $300, go to Washington, D.C. And they're like, you can't go. And Ernest is like, you know what? You should go. Go there. It's like, because what you're going to do is they're going to ask for help. Right. And they keep being like, you shouldn't do this. And she's like, I have to do it. I don't have long to live. Right. You know? I got to do this before 
I die. Yeah. Uh, whether it's from, at this point, I didn't know if it was from being killed or diabetes. Or I didn't know what the whole scheme of the movie was still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's like, a bunch of people are dying. I got to go. So What do you think was going on? I mean, clearly people were killing other people in the Osage, but I did not know it was her direct family. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. thought it was just maybe she people she knew or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, but now that I've learned later that is basically her entire family is picked off one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, pretty grim. It's awful. It's so sad. So then we got a, a little shot similar to Maestro earlier, earlier film. <laughs> it's a full frame shot of yeah. the president uh, going there. President Coolidge. Mm, keep uh, it cool. Keep it cool. Yeah. Um. And she goes up to him and is like, please come to Oklahoma. Osage are being killed for their oil money. And he just shakes her hand. And I'm like, that motherfucker's not going to do shit. Nah. And then she walks off. Calvin Coolidge is about doing nothing. Exactly. Just I wrote, things he's going to do nothing. Maintain. Maintain. He's a real Joe Biden president. So, Ernest, Wait, is it like is it like a guy playing Calvin Coolidge? Well, you can't even see his face. Oh. Like, it's literally a bad How do you know shot. it's Calvin Coolidge? Because they mention it. Oh. They're like, Mr. Coolidge or President Coolidge is going to do this. So it's not like a... It's not like a, a, a uh, Forrest Gump thing where they no. like put her into like archival footage. No, of I don't. Coolidge. I don't think they yeah. did. No, I'm pretty sure they just made it look like that. Okay. Um, I mean, who even has archival footage of Coolidge? Co- like <laughs> footage of Coolidge. Like, I forgot no, he was. A, I honestly forgot he was president. He's one of the ones I remember because his 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 tagline was literally like "Keep it cool with Coolidge." <laughs> really? Yes. Well, now I remember him. I didn't remember that, but now I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so now, so you're like Ernest is fucking her, but Rislin, mm-hmm. he wasn't. Really? But now he is. Or now he's being influenced too. Mm. Um, but so, so he wasn't. So he wasn't doing any. He was being a nice guy. He was being oh. a good husband. Well, not a great husband. Not a great husband. He did. She did plan to kill her sister. <laughs> yes. Let's That's not say, a great husband. He's a problematic fave. We'll yeah. <laughs> Much likely you, Leonardo DiCaprio. You find him in a in a fanfic. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. That's right. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Oh, oh. I hope you don't kill my sister. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he um, is getting pressure from uh, King. Like, you should you should put this in her insulin. It'll be good. And he's right. like, I'm not going to kill her, right? He's like, no, 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 no. It's just going to slow her down. She's working mm-hmm. too hard. She's going too fast. We don't want her to die or anything. Ugh. This is just going to slow her down. And he walks up and he's like, Are you a God-fearing man? He's like, yeah. Like, you know those miracles? They don't happen anymore. Are you expecting a miracle? <sighs> from this you got to do something about it yeah um he's like all right i will this is it's, like just, the it's just worst. gonna it's just gonna just slow her down right so like from my perspective i'm even more empathetic to him because i didn't know about all the real bad shit he did. yeah 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 i'm yeah, just yeah. like man this poor guy he's just being wrapped up in this because it's like his family i didn't know it was his uncle at this point either yeah 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 it's somebody's related to this is like the worst kind of villain i feel too with like it's like he's so it's like matter of fact like it's just gonna slow her down. Like, you he's, know, like he's just presenting facts. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and facts don't care about your feelings. Well, sometimes he uses those facts to manipulate your feelings, uh-huh, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you care about your wife, right? Yeah, you exactly. Don't want her to like hurt herself, mm-hmm. you know? You don't want that. Uh, it's so awful. So Molly's talking to a priest, and she's like, "I'm afraid. I'm afraid to eat in my own house." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're afraid to eat in your own house." Damn. Who do you want? Damn, who, girl. You live like this? Yeah. Who, who, who do you think wants to harm you? Yeah. And uh, it, it you know, cuts to Ernest. Yeah. In a shot. And, Good uh, editing. And it says, uh, and she's like, look, I want to bring the upstairs bed back down to the back room to prevent 
blowback from explosions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the kids is sick with whooping cough. I can't deal with him. Go have the have her live uh, somewhere else. What? Somewhere else? Well, doesn't want to like spread that shit. Like she has diabetes, dude. Like you want to? No, get I know, but cough? like like in another building. I think it's another uh, Osage, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, I'm my child. I know. Ernest is drugging the insulin still, and Jesus. but Molly literally says like, "Only you go and pick it up. I don't want it. I want you to be the supply chain. Like you're the only one picking up. You're the only one yeah, I trust. She trusts them. Yeah. Don't take it from anyone, even your brother." Um, and so she's lying in bed. She's starting to look like shit. Yeah. She's starting to go downhill. She's starting to get sweaty and tired. And she sees like an owl walk in, and it just starts yelling at her. I'm like, "What is happening?" That's but that's now, the sign of death. The yeah, sign her, of death. Yeah, her uh, her mom saw that, but yeah. it disappears, and instead, her husband walks in. Oh, um, uh, and she's like, "My mom visited, and she said there's the man in the hat is here." And he's like, "The man in the hat? What are you talking about? Man in the hat? Suddenly, Everybody's waiting for the man with the hat. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there?" Jesse Plemons with a hat. What? Jesse Plemons is Tom White from the FB fucking I. Wait, what? Really? And he's at the door of Ernest <laughs> and Molly. And he's like, I'm looking for Molly because she says a bunch of people are getting killed. And we're here from the, it's called the Federal Bureau of Investigations. It's, it's put together by uh, Hoover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a new thing. We're right. just getting it started. Uh, and he's like Edgar Hoover. Probably. And they're like, they're like, what is, what is, are you sure? What is this? Are you guys police? It's like, oh, I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of police. Uh, you know, no one's heard of this shit. You know, no it's all new. FBI. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, can we come in and see her? And she's like, oh, she's really, really sick, really, really sick. And he's like, okay, well, people are dying now. Can we talk to her like later tomorrow? I'm like, oh, it'll be too soon. Well, Friday. He's like, Friday. Okay. <laughs> Suspicious. All we know is that all her sisters and mom are dead. And I'm like, oh, they are? Well, okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, she's got diabetes, so you'll come back later. And I'm like, all right, we'll, yep. we'll do that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go ahead and do that. Um, let's see. So there's a whole like town party going on. Um, and some a bunch of new people are moving in. Like some people, some guy comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm from... Chicago, and I'm, I'm I feel like I have some Osage relations, so I'm trying to get back to my roots. Oh man, He's moving in. oh man, what do you mean? Oh, oh man, this guy's gonna fucking die. Oh, wait, wait, is it an actual uh, this just to me feels like when somebody does like a 23andMe and they're like, I'm like, oh no, this, 20th. Guy, okay. this guy's definitely uh, at least Native American looking. So. Oh, okay, okay, um, no, it's not just some like I mean, like, I feel like I'm that's part, what that's what it, it felt like, yeah, they didn't like, have 23andMe back is then, some, like, gentrification, um, people, bullshit. people weren't back then being like, you know, I'm 25% Navajo, you yeah, know? yeah, people yeah. Back then weren't <laughs> yeah. doing that, especially in a part where you're getting fucking massacred, yeah, like, that's true, that's true. All right, I guess it was big news back then, but. yeah, yeah, anyway, um. So Ernest finds King and he tells him, I was like, look, these investigators are here. It's like private investigators. He doesn't even know what the FBI is. He's just like, private investigators are here. They're looking. He's like, oh, settle down. Freak out. Don't freak out. It's going to be okay. And there's, by the way, just guys just shooting the Liberty Bell. Like, it's a real party. It's a real ruckus. Damn. He's like, we'll talk later. Not here. So Tom White's going around and he's asking to help, but everyone's like pissed. Um, And in fact, the Osage, he talks to the Osage people and they're pissed. They're like, we spent twenty thousand dollars yeah. to get to get there to go to Washington D.C. and petition, you know, the president. Yeah. Um. Or shit. are you here because a white man finally died? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. Yeah. And he's True. like, look, I don't know. I'm just, I just got a sign, dude. <laughs> it's just my job, man. I just, it sucks. Just doing my job. I'm just doing my job, dude. Yeah. Like, don't blame me. I'm gonna try to figure this out. Yeah. Um. So King is harassing this guy who looks like an. Ins- 
insurance man saying this is not a Denver problem because the Denver people are like stopping the pay the payments or something. This is a Fairfax problem, I mm. think. Um, some guy named CJ. Do you know who CJ totally is? CJ I don't know. He's is. looking at cattle. He wears a backwards hat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's right? like ripped jeans. He's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's looking at cattle with um, King. Mm-hmm. He's like, come take a look. I don't know what the fucking guy is. I have no idea. I thought you'd know. Nope. I don't it know who okay. CJ is. Oops. Sorry, audience. It's okay. Molly is um, throwing fucking throwing up and stuff. She lays back down. She looks like Damn. she's going to either die or pass out. You know, and the, Ernest is there helping her. Um, so then the doctor gets interviewed and the uh, undertaker get interviewed by the FBI. Oh, no, just the doctor. The undertaker refers them to the doctor. To the doctor, yeah. And she's like, why? So um, that lady you got shot. Uh, or is it the guy who got shot? The, the, who got shot like where it was obviously a murder? Which one? Oh, they couldn't find the bullet. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it was, the, it was uh, Anna, I think. Yeah. They yeah. say like, uh, why did you cut up the body and cleave with an axe? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we were looking for the bullet. We couldn't find it. Couldn't mm. find the bullet. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. looking for it. So you cut the whole body up. It's like, oh, we couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's That's suspicious. Of, it's pretty suspicious, but yeah. all right. Um, this makes it sound like they probably didn't do it or, or either the doctor did or they covered it up or something. I don't know. Covering it up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mr. White then goes to King and meets him in his, you know, he's just cool Ooh, as a cucumber. I want to know what happens here. He's this cool is as a cucumber. Yeah. He's just getting his, you know, getting the shave and he's like, Hey King, I was told to talk to you cause you like run everything. And you know, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, as you've noticed that a lot of Osage have been dying. He's like, oh yeah, it's bad. You know? A lot of people probably out for him. I think it's black folks that are doing it. I was like, oh, okay, of course. Of course, got to have a scapegoat. And he's like, but I also just think it's, you know, I don't think it's crazy. It's just bad luck. And he's like, Are you sure? This seems like kind of a bad, I don't think it's bad luck. But this yeah, all seems feels a little targeted. too suspicious to me. Yeah. But he's like, no, all right, you can Man. ask me later. I'm totally willing to help with all your questions, sir. I really didn't think Jesse Plemons was going to be a good guy in this movie. I'm shocked. No, I'm he, shocked. he is. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. I know. Wow. Jesse Bones being a great guy. Yeah. And I feel like he's always typecast as a scary guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So he tells, but just play a great awkward, like, I'm not really sure why I'm here, Mm. but I'm going to try to do my best of my ability. energy, yeah. Uh, so he tells this dude, Black, I've never met him before, Mm -hmm. Uh, him being uh, King. King tells this dude, Blackie, while he's watching a a movie about a robbery, uh, like, hey, you know, there's a... One last time, you can go. I heard this place is uh, pretty empty. You can go uh, check it out, you know, if you want to have one last time out of here. And he's like, oh, basically, he tells him, rob this place. Right, right. Uh, and he goes and robs it, and all his buddies get shot. He gets arrested, so that didn't work out Damn, well. bro. Yeah, so clearly set up by um, King. King to do this. Yeah. Why would um, he do that? So that oh. Jesse Plemons can't question him, maybe? He didn't. He thought he was actually like going to get away. He didn't really want to work with King anymore. He was mm. just like, all right, I'll fucking take some money i like money i'll, I'll rob a place sure sure uh, but why did king in, in, like instigate probably that? to distract them right right, right. distract them with that is what my thought is um king launches a dance studio everyone's very happy about that he launches a dance yeah, studio kids are very happy he's gonna teach little kids how to dance yep well yeah. no he, he hires someone who's like yeah best remember i did it <laughs> anyway and then he goes up to this guy named uh uh bob and he's like bob you know who i think helped open the dance studio. He's like you know your real business uh I got word that they're going to rob you at uh, 11 p.m. What white the guys hell? and Some white guys are going to do it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like, you better you know, watch out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then so he goes, hey, AC. Oh, good, yeah. Good the explosives you, guy. AC, you know, there's a there's a great way to get some money. Um, it's a good time to take a trip, if you know what I mean. This, I, I hear this place leaves the door open. You can go 
go to a trip to that place, if you know what I mean. He's doing this shit. Well, he's sending him to um, Bill's place, or Bob's place. Excuse me. Who's Bob? Bob's, or excuse me, I think it's Bill. Bill's Bill's dead. Okay, Bob then. It's Bob. Bob Who's is, Bob? Bob's just some guy who has an owner. He's the guy earlier who was told, hey, these guys are going to rob your house. Oh, okay, okay, And so okay, what okay. happens, AC goes, tries to rob the place, gets fucking shot with a shotgun, mm. dies. So, I see. So, yeah, he's Killing just trying, to, he's trying to tie up any loose ends about the crimes that have I think occurred. he was probably hoping for Blackie to get killed because so many other people got killed, but he got taken in, into custody. Right, right, right. Um, so, King calls Ernest and is like, hey, uh, you know, just want to let you know, buddy. If you get if you get charged, you're gonna beat it. I got a lot of friends. He's like, I'm gonna get charged. He's like, Yeah, you know, all those people talking around, poking around. Yeah. Um. By the way, he was playing with that earlier guy. This this guy that I mentioned earlier, this the native guy. He's just been all over the place. He's like playing with Ernest. He's been in multiple scenes. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Is he gonna get got? Who is he? I don't, we'll find out. Oh, um, okay. And so he's like, All right, I gotta ask you to sign something so the money stays in the family. Uh, Ernest, I gotta ask you to sign something. So he's like, I have to. He's like, you gotta do it. Mm. He's like, I, I love Molly. He's like, I love Molly, just like you love Molly, Ernest. Mm. But she's gonna die soon, and you know that. Why not give her some medicine so that you know you, she's next to you when she passes? You know, you won't be in the same room. Basically, he's like, hey man, kill your wife, dude. <laughs> yeah, straight up, get her out yeah. of there. But while he's having this conversation, Mister. Mr. White is over in the corner, like seeing this in oh, the mirror, like hmm, this is a little suspicious. Interesting. Um, so then, what we find out is Mr. White has a whole, planted a whole bunch of informants around the city, including that Native American guy. Whoa! And he's like, "All right, we're going to talk about what we found. What What is all these different things we've been talking about?" Because basically, he's been really obvious with a couple of his men, but a lot of other people have just been integrating with the community. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, moving Subtly, in, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, talks to all of them. Uh, he's basically just like, yeah, you know, this one old man says he saw uh, Byron Burkhart kill someone. They took, they took Anna, got her super drunk and, um, on dope and whiskey and, and drove off with her like on purpose. Um, and also there was this guy named Kelsey Morrison. Have you, did you see Kelsey is the guy that was talking about that has like the strong jaw and he's like, Hey, I'm marrying this oh, person. Oh yeah. 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 So, beginning. <laughs> so Kelsey was apparently talking to what he thought was an insurance man, I believe. And he's like, yeah, he basically runs dope and whiskey. And he asked the insurance man, who I think was a plant from the FBI. Not 100% sure. Mm. A little confusing what's going on to me. Sure, sure, All sure. All these people. It's difficult to know. Uh, so he, he basically asked like, hey, so um, uh, these children of my, my, uh, my, uh, the, my, the Native American woman I love, uh, if I adopt them and she dies, do, do I get their estate or do the Osage get their estate? And he's like, you know, it sounds like you're, you're planning on doing something. It sounds like you're going to. Oh no, he he's gonna adopt the kids that of the dead lady mm-hmm. and take the and adopt the kids themselves and then try to kill them basically. Oh my god! And the guy's like, you know, that's what it sounds like you're saying, right? And he's like, well, I'm not gonna do it if it doesn't have if it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! If it's not legal and I don't get my money, I'm not gonna do it. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh god, it's so monstrous. I know. Um. Anyway, so then the the people are all the the FBI agents are all talking and they're like. So no one's gonna convict anyone. He was like, "No, you got a better chance of convicting someone kicking a dog than killing an Indian." Mm. So like, oh, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. And the, and the movie halfway through, you see a dead dog. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. And no one cared. Nobody cared. No one cared. Uh, and also, they see a big fire, and the insurance guy's like, "I just that 
the house is on fire and I just sold that guy a $30,000 insurance policy. It's like, <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Scams all over here. It's just Wasting cr- no time. Crime ridden. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Ernest starts putting whiskey, that same stuff that he was putting in Molly's um, drugs yeah. or insulin. Starts putting his own whiskey. Oh, he's and poisoning he, himself. He's poisoning himself while giving Molly something. Well, he also kind of just wants to see how it feels, bro. Like, is it actually helping her? Because clearly she's doing worse. Yeah, you know? yeah, like yeah. He's just like, I want to slow her down. I want to kill her. Yeah. Um, But then she rolls over to him while he's like giving her a shot and just says, you're next. Like, oh. they're like kind of like weird, dreary state. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then he gets confronted by the FBI and arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just keeps saying, my wife's been real sick. My wife's real sick. So he gets interrogated, and he, at this point, is also getting loopy because he took the drugs. He took the drugs, yeah. And he's like, we need to talk about the murders of uh, Ann Smith. He's like, I don't know. I'm doing pretty fucking poorly right now. I need to sit <laughs> down. He's like, "Did you? were you alone when you put explosives around the house? He's like, I am explosive. What are you talking about? All right, well, let's talk about uh, Blackie Thompson. Did you, did you let him borrow his car? Did you let him borrow your car? And he's like, yeah, I let him borrow a car. Why was that? He's like, I don't I don't know. I just did. And he's like, you let someone borrow your car without knowing why. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I do. I do that. You know, comes around through the door and he's like, well, we got a different perspective. And <laughs> through the door comes uh, Blackie, who he thought oh. might have been dead. Uh, and he's like, oh shit! I kinda, he immediately he's like, can I have some alone time to to talk to to Blackie? <laughs> he's like, yeah. So they luckily give him some alone time. Wow, he's like, shocking! I know. This is early days of FBI. Yeah, it's very true. They're like, I don't know what to do. Sure, I guess. And uh, so they talk. He's like, so why are you, are you not, are you telling everyone? He's like, I'm telling everyone what he said. Fuck these guys. I hate, I hate, I hate this crew. They suck. I'm telling the FBI everything. Yeah. Um, He's like, also you, you only gave me a dollar 50 when I came out of prison. (laughs) I gave you a 20. He's like, no, I didn't No, you didn't. He's like, I definitely gave you a 20. (laughs) Anyway. And Blackie's like, you better off telling him what you know, Blackie. This, this, they got everything. They know so much. Yeah. and. You know, Ernest is like, no, King's got a whole plan. And he, and then Blackie says, yeah, I'm sitting here because of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly yeah, it's yeah. not working. Yeah. Um, so not for them at not least. Not for them at least. Not yeah. for the people on the lower end. Yeah. So uh, actually Molly's hallucinating a bit and she sees Mr. King open the door to find Molly. And she's oh. like, are you real? And I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if that if whole sequence real. is real or there because she's just sitting there alone. Mm. Mr. Light. Mr. White is like, hey, Ernest. Mr. White, Mr. White is like, hey, uh, Ernest, you know, uh, King is a bad dude. All he's doing is taking advantage of you. You know that, right? Do you know who killed uh, Henry uh, Roland? He's like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe he'll testify. So then, the native, uh, let's see, Informant? the native FBI guy shows up and says, oh, you know something about Henry Roland's murder? He's like. Oh, this other guy. No, he says, go talk to this guy about Henry Ron- Henry Roan's murder. Got it. Got and they it. bring him in, and he's like, I'm not going to say shit. And then someone else is like, wait, you're going to pin it on me? This is my fault? Because Ernest put, pointed them towards her. He's like, well, I'll get your pencils on. I don't want to fucking narc on everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the FBI takes Molly from the home, house. Because they, yeah. they heard about, like, she's super sick. And she's, like, on death's door. She's doing Ugh. terrible. But she gets taken to a hospital. And uh, Ernest is like, I want protection. I want protection from my uncle. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I want protection from him. And, you know, his uncle, King, cools a cucumber. He's like, I'm here, Sheriff. I'm going to turn myself in. You can handcuff me. It's okay. And he's like, oh, we don't need to do all that. I'm sure you... What did you do? He's like, well, these people over here are saying I kill people. He's like, oh, that's ridiculous. 
that's ridiculous. But he turns himself in. And, oh my uh, God. Yeah. So they take um, Ernest away. Molly's getting resuscitated basically at the hospital. Oh, my God. And then we got a lawyer played by John Lithgow uh, interviewing Blackie, uh, saying all sorts of crazy stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, King was told me to take Ernest and, to Mexico and kill him. Like, he told me to just do it. <laughs> but I, I was really? like, I don't want to do that, I guess. I don't know. Wow. Why That's according to him. Yeah. Molly's recovering at the hospital. Everything seems to be going hunky dory. Everything's doing oh, doing everything's well. Looking up, looking up for this fucking horrible shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Ernest goes to the courthouse, and the, everyone's there. Everyone is going to testify. Mm-hmm. He looks scared as hell, and he sits down. And then none other than Brendan Fraser <laughs> pops out and says, "I wish to confer privately with Mister Burkhart." <laughs> he's like, "What?" He's like, "He's my client." And um, he's the lawyer. He's the lawyer. Oh God. And, uh, um, I thought you saw him in your half. It's kind no, of surprising. I've never seen time. him in my half. That's so wild. I knew sense. he was in this movie. I did know who he was going to be. Ernest is like, uh, the judge is like, do you know this guy? He's like, I don't think, oh, I mean, I'm willing to is talk. Brendan I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to talk to him, I guess. And the whole courtroom erupts and like, this is going to be, you know, a, a, a case of fraud basically, because he's colluding with the, you know, the people he's testifying against. He's right. going to talk, collude with them. And he's like, no, you know, I'm going to adjourn it for the day. We'll see what happens next time. So Ernest goes, finally sees Molly. Molly's looking good. She's standing up. She walks up to him in the field and she's like, I'm going to take you home. Mm. And like, I'm so sorry for all this trouble. And um, he's like, well, you know, a bunch of people want to see you at King's tonight. So you're going to have to go over there. And he's like, all right, Ernest says, I'll go over there. Mm-hmm. So he meets everyone and all these people, are in this room with Mr. King, and he's like, you know all these people, right? Says the the lawyer's there to kind of coach him. He's like, you know all these people, this this guy of this oil company and this guy of this oil company, they're all here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it's like, oh, sounds like they're also in on this too, which yeah. unsurprising, I suppose. Not surprising, yeah. And um, Brendan Fraser's like, you know, if you testify against your uncle, you realize this could be held against you the rest of your life. You know, like uh, you're if you do this, you're basically going to murder your uncle. You know, you don't want that, do you? <laughs> what happened was, is these government beat you and tortured you to get this, get you to testify against them. Yeah. He's like, no, they're actually just they're quite nice. They just took me up. He's like, no, they beat you and tortured you. And he's <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, they did beat and torture me. These government men, they, they did do that. Oh, man. And then he goes back home and Molly's like, I had a dream. I held all your secrets and I knew them all. And she was basically like, tell me everything. dude. Tell me what's going on. He, yeah. He's just like, oh, it's, you know, real complicated, Molly. It's... <laughs> well, he says that. Where do I even begin? Well, he says that. He says it's real hard for an Osage to comprehend. You know what I'm oh. saying? I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Cool. And I'm like, I don't know. You seem more dumb than she I seems think, really I smart. I think it's hard for she you to comprehend. smart and he's pretty yeah. dumb. Um, he says, but I got to tell the real truth. You know, those government men, they beat me and they tortured me, but I got to protect my uncle. And she's like, when will you come back? And he's like, oh, a couple of days. I'm, I'm going to go out. Mm-hmm. So he goes out there and the FBI, Mr. White's like, are you going to testify for us? He's like, nope. <laughs> God damn and then it. they arrest him for the murder of Rita and Bill Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're interviewing um, Kelsey about how he killed uh, Anna Brown. He says, oh, yeah, yeah. I just went up in the back and shot her. She says, so you went out to this place. You took her and you shot her in the back of the head. 
And you went back later to that same canyon? He's like, yeah, well, I'll be honest. It's a good place to party and drink. <laughs> so I can't give that up. So yeah. he went back. And he's like, who else helped? He's like, well, Byron is there. And he's you know, helped and lifted her up. And um, I, I didn't know who this guy was. Byron was really. Right. And uh, now they just show a scene of what actually happened, which is Byron just holds her up. And she's like, are you guys going to kill me? And then he holds her up. He's like, no, I was okay. And then just pops her in the back of the head. She's just like nothing. Yeah. She dies. Um, and then Molly starts crying over. I'm confused because this is a flashback. And then it cuts to Molly crying over a dead child. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this a flashback? Like, did I miss this too? No, this is the child we mentioned earlier with the whooping cough. Oh, she also died. So Molly just had the fucking run of it, man. Jesus fucking Christ. So I need a hugger. I know, right? She's it, she's killing it, by the way. Just yeah. all this, like all this emotion and stuff. Like while being like every time she's holding steady with her emotions, you can tell there's like a fire brewing beside her. Right, right, right. Her. So mix of anger and sadness. Yeah. So Mr. White shows up to Mr. White. Um. What's his face? Uh, Ernest. Oh, Jesse. Ernest. Oh, okay. no, not Jesse. No. Okay. Which is funny because he was also bringing bad things. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so he goes up to Ernest and is like, hey, I want to let you know. I'm sorry, but one of your child's. He's like, which one? He's like, I don't know. Was one of your child have like Should a. One of them. I don't know. He didn't get the news. It's yeah. like they, someone was sick with the lungs. He's like, oh, no, it was Annie. Annie starts getting pissed. He's like, took my fucking baby. I'm so upset. He starts yelling and screaming in this jail cell. And this happens to be the same jail cell with like. That um, King is sharing, so King's like, "Hey, man, you know, little Anna's with the with the the Lord's son, you know, like it's all okay." And he's like, "They took her, they took her," and he goes, he's allowed to go to the funeral. He goes to the funeral, and he comes back to the jail, and he says, "King," she's like, "How's the how's the funeral?" He's like, "Everyone was miserable. <laughs> Everyone was so sad. It was a terrible funeral. Yeah, it wasn't a fun funeral. It was not. It was not. It was awful. Yeah, and." He's like, now I got to take care of two kids and Molly. So now I'm going to testify. I'm nice. going to testify. I don't care. Yeah. And he says, you know, did they give you a deal? Says King. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, they're not going to hold it to you. You know, they're not going to do that. Yeah. The family's going to break up after this. Is that what you want? And he's like, I don't know. I don't care. He's like, you know, the Osage know who gave them the streets and the hospitals. They're not going to stand by you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stand by you with this testimony if they, if you blame me. There's going to be a public outcry for a while, and then people will forget. Don't do something you'll regret. Yeah. I don't want you near... And he just goes, I don't want you near my family anymore. And then he leaves. Nice. And so uh, they uh, interview him, I believe. And hold on, I'm trying to figure out exactly how this went down. Because there's a lot of like people popping up. Sure, sure. Um, Okay, yeah. So they're interviewing him. He's like, did you tell multiple people work on this job? Um, Did he want you to blow up? Rita and Bill to get their money. He's like, yes, he did. He did ask me for that. That guy right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mentioned about like how Molly is related. Like Rita, that's Rita's sister was killed. Anna was also her sister. Her whole entire family is dead. And he's like, if your wife died, who would get her oil money? And he's like, well, me and my family. Yeah. Um, me and my kids. And he's like, did your uncle provide you with the plan to marry her and benefit this he's like no i married my wife because i loved her not because my uncle told me to i picked her up in my cab and it wasn't because my uncle told me to oh to confirm is that true yeah uh i mean i guess it is like i guess it is true i think he he'd he'd been told 
about the like general idea that there's like native women out there you and just go pick them up but he wasn't like but he wasn't he wasn't told like molly specific mm-hmm. it wasn't until after he had already picked her up originally although i would say that like it's clear that king is like i mean you know you know molly do you know who molly is i would recommend marrying her so like mm-hmm. he did give him he did give him the idea of like marrying her would be financially viable but i don't know still- i still think it's a fucking stupid thing to do to Yo. like to not say that he was the one that told me to do it, you know. Blame I mean, him. but he also wants to be like, I didn't do this just for. I didn't like yeah, actually yeah, want to marry you for the money. I actually still love you, babe. Like I still yeah. love you. I love you, baby. Even so I killed all your sisters. He talks to Molly privately, um, and he's like, "Hey, how are the kids? Are they doing okay?" She's like, "They're fine." She's. He's like, "You know, I did all this for our family, right? I did all this," and it's just like she's so tired of his bullshit. Yeah, at this it's point. like no, you didn't. And she asked, like, "What did you give me?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" What did you give me in the insulin? Mm-hmm. And so, like, she caught on because mm-hmm. she I, knew because, like, she he made a whole bullshit thing. It was like, see, the insulin's working. You 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 gotta get real bad before you get real good. I told you it would happen. And right. she's just like, he just says, it's just insulin. He's and lying. She just leaves. She yeah. doesn't say a damn thing. She just Fuck walks him. out the door, walks out the door, uh. and then the movie shifts. That's the final scene of what I would say this movie is. Okay, and now. We're cut I've to, heard the ending of this movie is fucking incredible. So it's I'm so excited. a well, I almost feel like I should just put this part, this whole thing, in the end for the audience because it is a uh, is a audio play of a retelling put on by sponsored by Lucky Strike Cigarettes. It's an <sighs> audio play, uh, dramatized basically. You know, with the whole foley and everything, and the multiple actors, right? Put on by True Crime Stories, um, sponsored by J. Edgar Hoover. You know, of the Osage oh. County Indian Murders. And it has the narrator up there. He comes up and says, The doctors, the Shawn brothers, were never pursued by the legal system for having certainly helped poison Molly. Ernest's brother, Byron Burkhardt, was tried as an accomplice to Anna's murder. Kelsey Morrison said at his trial, Byron got her drunk, and I did the rest. Byron was released after a hung jury. William Hale, the ringleader of the deadly plots, was found guilty and sent to Leavenworth for life. He would write letters back home to his Osage friends. Dear friends, how are y'all? I never had better friends in my life than the Osages. And I was a true friend to them. I had rather live a gray horse than any place on earth. I will be back with you before many moons. How is my friend Da Kaike, your true friend? W.K. Hale. Hale was released in 1947. The parole board cited his record as a good prisoner for his early release, but not everybody was happy. This man, he is being released because he paid off politicians and nobody cares about the Osage lies. Hale was not supposed to set foot in Oklahoma again, but according to relatives, he often visited them. What do you want for lunch, William? If only that damn thick-head Ernest had kept his fool trap shut, we'd be in clover today. William Hale died in an Arizona nursing home. He lived to 87 years. (laughs) Ernest Burkhardt was sentenced to life imprisonment at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Aren't you the one who tried to kill his Indian wife for the oil money? 
Years later, he was granted a pardon for his crimes and once again moved back to Osage County, where he lived out his days with Byron in a trailer park north of the city. Pass me a beer, brother. Got a lot for my lucky strike? After Molly divorced Ernest, she lived with her new husband, John Cobb, on the reservation. She died of diabetes on June 16, 1937. Her obituary in the local paper said simply, And then out pops Mr. Motherfucking Martin Scorsese to read the obit. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> yep. Martin he, Scorsese? Martin Scorsese pops out and says, Mrs. Molly Cobb, 50 years of age, passed away at 11 o'clock Wednesday night at her home. She was a full-blood Osage. She was buried in the old cemetery in Gray Horse beside her father, her mother, her sisters, and her daughter. There was no mention of the murders. And then it ends with the a beautiful shot of this close-up of the drums and the Osage tribe just banging the drum and celebrating in a circle. And the just the shot just goes up and up and up and up. And you see like a whole crowd of people in a circle just doing their chanting and having a good time. Yeah. Doing their rituals. And then the movie ends. And it was good. <laughs> and I saw it and it was good. That the last part was interesting. And I, I was reading about like why they kind of chose that. And it's because my theory is, is because the book was kind of, it talked about like a whodunit sure. all, like back in the day. And then it fast forwarded to like where the journalist was who was writing the book in the modern day. And they kind of did the same thing. This was all, this was set kind of in like a 50s style play or like maybe a little bit later 60s, you know, radio drama. Right, right, um, right. And so it kind of connects that connective tissue mm-hmm. with kind of like bringing in the modern of like, we need to not forget these types of stories yeah. as people. We need to remember the horrors that we do, which is something that American society really does not do. We always try to gloss over our histories, especially histories taught to children of yeah. rah, rah, let's go America. If there's something bad happened, it's a paragraph maybe. Right. If that, or, or if, if we don't even, ref- yeah. Or if, if mentioned at all, we yeah. don't even reflect on it. We don't reflect on the horrors that we've done and how we can learn from them. We're just kind of like, we're perfect. Why do we need to learn anything? Ignore critical race theory. I- exactly. Yeah. That sort of same shit. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, I mean, Great fucking message. Jesus great, great fucking Christ. Great movie. Great yeah. Movie, it's like, this is a, such a good example of like making art that has like a meaning and a message while also just being good art mm-hmm. as well. Like it's just a well-made film. Love how it's shot. Love how it's edited. I don't know, man. This movie fucking rocks. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess we have to wait till the very end to, to compare all the other movies. But if we're just talking about the ones we've saw so far, it's like this movie, a golf and <laughs> and maestro yeah that's yeah. fair i agree my show's not a bad movie but it's it not is a bad like, movie but it's not on the same is... level not on even close it's just one of those things where just... you're like damn scorsese you still got Fucking it dude. killing it man. and like I, w- I was reading more about like why they decided to change from the police procedural yeah vibe and he's just like well look scorsese says this like the fbi agents they come in from washington and the moment they get off the train the moment they enter that town you look around you see bob nero and so and so and you're like i know who did it yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah, who yeah, fucking yeah. did the thing the yeah. audience is way ahead of us that's not an interesting story yeah so in the book it works but and also by the way a police procedural i can't do I'm, i'll watch it but i can't make a movie like that right i don't know how to do it i don't know how to do the plot so i just made this <laughs> 
I'm it's like, right. It's the right move. Yeah. Because also, I feel like if you do do a police procedural, I feel like it also. This is the thing. I know there's been a lot of said like, oh, this movie's so fucking long. It's like, I mean, this podcast this is going to be very is long. long. Yes. But it's like, you need that because you need to be able to understand these people. Like, you know, like these are real human beings that this is. And not affected, just the people, you know? but the dynamics between yeah, the people, the which is very important. Uh, yeah. the, the context between how the Osage people, and not even just that, but between like the, the fact that like Bill and then is also fighting with King and, you know, they kind of have this war this over this going on. quote and unquote how, resource. And, and where does Ernest like, fall into this? Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and how he feels and that's kind of a whole mystery and it's, it's really smart of them to focus on him and molly's relationship as she is like probably the only one who actually survived basically right these massacres yeah exactly uh, along with her husband who was clearly convicted you know and yeah, it's just exactly. like that is such an that is an interesting story in itself you know you look at that and you're like that is our movie right there yeah exactly yeah and and i feel like if you were to do some kind of police procedural i feel like it would like it would minimize it. Like yeah. you're not actually caring about these people. No. Like the- and that's my biggest problem with police procedurals. That's my big thing with them is like, yeah. you, you, it feels so removed, you know, like the FBI comes in and you're not, I don't see the same. I don't see the FBI as like, Oh wow, cool. I'm going to now try to figure it out. I look at them and I'm like, Oh please, thank God the saviors are here to like kind of fix this bullshit. And finally someone's coming to look it in. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at it from the people of the town's perspective at this point. Right, right, right. And exactly. he didn't even take that long to show up in my half, but yeah, it was exactly. already in that. It was already at that point. I was thinking that. And I think that's just a, a way more interesting way of looking at a, a film and, and seeing a, a tragedy like this unfold yeah. is, you know, you are, on the side of the victims and you see how much this has torn apart the community. Yeah, exactly. Plus, and the other thing too, is like the, by the time the FBI show up, so much has already happened. Mm -hmm. Like so, so many other things that like, so like so much emotionally has affected us up until now that we would have lost and been done in like flashback and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, it absolutely minimizes the human damage that occurred. And I feel like by telling the story this way, you're able to really immerse yourself, not just in like the events, but in the emotion of what actually happened here, which is like the most important thing you can do with a movie like this. Yeah. You know, especially something that's so tragic as this. So tragic and also forgotten. Like Scorsese's right. This was a, and I mean, it's true. Like before this movie came out, we never didn't heard know. of it. Never no. know this fucking shit happened. Mm-mm. I mean, I expected something like this yeah. to occur. Am I surprised? No. Not at all. But, it, yeah. you know. But, yeah, no. It's it's an important story to tell. I'm very happy it's being told and told properly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and being told in a right way. But, yeah, I don't know. I I, I love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet real, fucking it rocks. It was really good. I, Not I surprised. Do, I, would, but, I would actually, yeah. despite it being so long, I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch it again. I, I want to watch the last half. Yeah. The last half's really good. Yeah. I'm curious how the beginning sets it all up. Me too. Guys, would you would you want to watch this movie? Email us. Email the other podcast.com. Oh. Oh, have a big party. We'll watch it. I'd recommend it. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, and on Discord. And if you want to listen to our previous Maestro episode, I'll tell you it's probably like half the length of this episode. You it's about half it. as much worthy of talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you can find it on any podcast you got. But while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it in the show no matter what it says, even if it is a police procedural. Mm, I yeah. won't read it. You can read that. Yeah, I won't I'll, read I'll, it. I'll tune it out. Yeah. I'll look at my I'm going to read it and then you're like, what's the story behind this? How can I How can, how can I make I this interesting, this? actually? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not going to make this what would Scorsese say? What would Scorsese do? He'd be like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my fucking cameo in here somehow, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was a blowfish in Chalk uh, Tale. Good night, everybody. <laughs>